Today on Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. What is the best supplementation to help with COVID-19? What are the latest studies related to depression? And what is an all-natural way to help depression without taking antidepressants? What's the latest research on brain health? And how can we stop the growing number of clients with dementia and Alzheimer's disease? Vaccines are still a very controversial subject. What's the latest research on those? How can we help detox our body better so we feel healthy and boost our immune system? And what can a lack of sleep do on the body? And what are some all natural ways to help that? Listen to this and more with my fabulous guest, Margaret Romero, functional medicine nurse practitioner for FemMed is my guest today. All this and more on Lessons in Life and Love. Welcome to Lessons in Life and Love with Rihanna Milne, where we show you how to have the positive mindset for success in all life areas. It's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Season 4, Show 89 of Lessons in Life and Love podcast. I am your host and Global Life and Love Coach, Rihanna Milne, coming to you every Friday on the LessonsInLifeAndLove.com website and on my app, Lessons in Life and Love on the go. I'm all about helping you transform your life in all areas into one that you're passionate about. So I'll be teaching you ways to have amazing, emotionally healthy love relationships and how to break free and avoid toxic, painful relationships which are too prevalent today. If at any time you have a question or concern, do reach out to me on my website, rihannamilne.com and sign up to meet with me for a life and love transformation discovery session. Right now it's only $47 and it's a $500 value. We'll get to the bottom of what's going on for you and start your path to personal discovery and transformation. Okay, love angels and transformers, let's get going. I have a wonderful guest today, Margaret Romero, who's a functional medicine nurse practitioner for FemMed. Margaret Romero, NP-C, is a Colombian-trained, board-certified nurse practitioner. She utilizes functional medicine to treat chronic illness, hormone imbalances, and women's sexual health issues. She has been a clinical instructor and taught functional integrative medicine at Columbia University, and she is the host of the Sacred Medicine podcast and author of the book, From Flair to Fabulous, 25 Things You Must Do to Avoid the Next Lucas Flair. Welcome to the show, Margaret. How are you? I'm great. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited to have you guys. This is a wonderful guest. She's got so much valuable information to share with us today. So let's get rolling because we have a lot to talk about that's so important and valid in today's times. Let me tell you a little bit about Margaret. Uh, Margaret Romero, NP-C, is a Colombian-trained, board-certified nurse practitioner. She utilizes functional medicine to treat chronic illness, hormone imbalances, and women's sexual health issues. She has been a clinical instructor and taught functional integrative medicine at Columbia University. She's the host of the Sacred Medicine Podcast and author of From Flair to Fabulous, 25 Things You Must Do to Avoid Your Next Lupus Flair. Welcome, Margaret. Thank you. Thank okay, you. let's get rolling. So the first question we have for you is about sleep. What are the latest studies about how to get better sleep? What does a lack of sleep do to the body? And is there any supplements that we could use to help with the better, more sound sleep? Sure, sure. So insomnia is so huge. So many people suffer from insomnia. 
and they're highly medicated. They also are people that tend to have, recent studies show, at least 10 different chronic illnesses that mm. lack of sleep can cause, including diabetes, heart disease, um, I have a little, my notes here, um, depression. So it can cause so many other chronic illnesses. So we want to make sure that sleep is, I mean, it's so important. And I think a lot of people don't think that sleep is that critical. Oh, well, I get three or four hours per night. Mm -hmm. I'm good. Um, but it actually is a time when the adrenals restore themselves. So if you're living a stressful life, which we all tend to have some form of stress. And we are then, today, especially. Especially. Yes. Um, when you're not sleeping, the adrenal glands, which are located right above in the back, right above your kidneys, mm -hmm. um, they're comprised and secrete so many hormones. So at night, when you sleep, especially when you're deep in sleep with REM sleep, the adrenal glands will, that, that's when they repair, they restore. But when you're not in REM and you're not getting enough sleep, at least seven hours a night, mm -hmm. then your body cannot um, heal itself from the stressors of the day. And, you know, that's when aging happens and so many other sequelae. Yes, I know when there's so much trauma going on in the world, sleep is so important to restore the body and the brain cells to be able to Absolutely. handle the stress better. If people are tired, they get moodier, quicker, depressed, anxious more. So I've always heard eight hours, but you're saying seven to eight is most important? Yes, and I think so many people tend to be between four and six, oh, and it's geez. just not enough. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Yeah. So some of the supplements that I think would be really great here are some omega-3 fatty acids, um, B vitamins, now, when it comes to B vitamins, you know, your average B vitamin from any pharmacy may be okay. It's just that there's something called MTHFR, which is a genetic SNP, um, a sort of um, an aberration in your genes. And having that checked, maybe during your next, the next time you're seeing your doctor for blood work, it's called MTHFR. It tells me that if you, if you test positive, that you need methylated forms of B vitamins. If not, mm. your body cannot convert, can't absorb any of those B vitamins. And you're just sort of peeing it out without absorbing it. So I think that's really key to B that's vitamins. That's important. And the omega-3s you mentioned before, fish oil? Supplement is yes. that okay to get that? Okay, fish oils um, that do not get them from you know these sort of big warehouse um, places where you get food from your regular pharmacy. They may not be tested for mercury, and mm. so I really love the company Nordic Naturals okay. um, or Pharmax P H A R M A X. They test all their fish oils for mercury because you, you don't want to be consuming. You oh, know, yeah. <laughs> heavy metals. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, vitamin C and zinc, also crucial for sleep. And I think um, that so many people are, and magnesium, so many people are deficient in these, you know, in these minerals. I mean, it's not really found, you know, the soil has been depleted so much that it's not really, it's not, it's not really in the food that much anymore. So supplementation yeah. is really important. Okay. Does melatonin still help for sleep? It does help for sleep. It's also really good for jet lag. Yeah. Anywhere between two milligrams, even 10 milligrams has been found, 
you know, but I would start low and then increase as needed. I heard take one tablet two hours before you want to be asleep and make sure you have ahead of you seven to eight hours. Don't take it in the middle of the night. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Because it's just going to, it takes a little bit of time beforehand to kick in. Okay, great. So talking about all natural and supplementation, let's go to preventing COVID-19. We've heard, heard all these reports on YouTube and then the news, something's true, something's false. What is the latest research and what we can do to help boost our immune system to help protect us against COVID-19? Yes. So the, one of the biggest things that they've been seeing through IV from is vitamin C. And I don't know if all COVID patients that were intubated were getting a vitamin C through the IV, but it's definitely something that even orally we can start taking, you know, at least here in New York, um, we are not, we still have to be, um, things haven't fully opened up. They're very slowly starting to open up. So it's really important to at least boost up your immune system since we've all been home for a couple of months. We don't want to just, you know, suddenly go out, be free to be out and then get sick. So really important. The studies are showing that vitamin C between one and three grams, which is 1000 to 3000 milligrams of vitamin C, um, ascorbic acid, preferably that's the type that you should be looking for. The other one is zinc, anywhere between 15 and 30. There are some um, studies that showed between 30 and 60 milligrams. Zinc, though, should always be taken with food, just to avoid any stomach upset or any nausea if you're a little sensitive. With the coronavirus, our entire world as we know it has changed. Most people around the globe are quarantined to their homes and worried if they or their loved ones may get sick too. It's a very anxious and depressing time. Those of us with childhood trauma usually gets triggered emotionally at times like this. Anxiety can well up in your chest. You feel it in your heart, your head, or your gut. It's important to know the skills to calm yourself down and to tap into the mindset for success when under stress. Be sure to listen to many of the Lessons in Life and Love podcast shows that will help you through this crisis. Also consider signing up for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session, which is a one-hour session meeting with me to begin your journey on ending the trauma response for you now. Now is the time because you have the extra time to learn these essential life skills right now. Just go to rihannamilne.com. That's rihannamilne.com. Right now, this session is only $47 and has a $500 value to assist you during this time. That's rihannamilne.com. And right on the homepage, you'll see the button for a Life and Love Transformation Discovery Session. I look forward to seeing how I can help you best. Stay safe out there. I've always heard most vitamins should be taken with food in the morning, but yes. um, yeah. Okay. Especially if, you're, if people tend to be really sensitive, it's important to take it with food. Okay. Um, they also said, obviously vitamin D, 5,000 I used per day is A day. good. Okay. Mm-hmm. Especially in the winter time, you know, we're just, com- we're just in the spring now, but in the winter, people, everyone tends to be vitamin D deficient. Yes, I have helped a lot of people with depression 
by suggesting vitamin D 5000. And usually I suggest take two for four days, then go down to one. And then mm -hmm. if there's another bout of depression, do two for a couple of days just to boost. I mean, I say that humans were meant to be outside under the sun, right? That's how sure. we were born, sure. not to be inside. And seasonal affect disorder is real. So all of you in the darker states, the cold states, the northern areas, this is real. So if you're not getting that amount of sun, and I love that you brought up vitamin D also for COVID. I didn't know that that was related as well to help boost immune system. So that's good right. to know. It's also to help boost ourselves to prevent it to prevent mm -hmm. us from contracting um, COVID-19. Right. And, and did, I don't know if I mentioned D3. It's vitamin D3. Yes. Okay. Okay. And then the other one is um, curcumin. As mm -hmm. we know, it's anti-inflammatory, so it also helps with lung health as well. And you oh. want to do um, uh, 500 to 1,000 milligrams twice a day of cur curcumin. Oh my God, this is so helpful. Thank you so much. You're like straight and clear and to the point. We can write it down and we can protect ourselves. I love that you have all this for us. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. The other one actually is melatonin. So um, it's between five and 20 milligrams at night. Okay. And that's to help um, to activate um, anti-inflammatory aspects. So, you know, also targeting lungs and things like that. So um, vitamin A. Uh, 10,000 to 25,000 IUs per day. And something called NAC. It's a precursor to glutathione. And we're going to be getting into, that's another study about glutathione. Um, it's a, glutathione is one of the um, richest antioxidants out there. We make it, but things deplete our glutathione, such as Tylenol, excessive amounts of Tylenol can mm. easily... Um, deplete our glutathione stores. So NAC is a supplement that is a precursor to glutathione if you can't get glutathione. The best way to obtain glutathione is through IV because mm. when it's broken, if you take it as a pill, um, it could be broken down by the digestive enzymes and it's just not um, in its purest form. Okay. Uh, I had heard some other things about lysine and echinacea. Any help from those vitamins or you just haven't read anything about them for immune system? They weren't um, in, the, in the recent studies that I had seen okay. that was bringing together the supplements that were the latest. Though L-lysine is for viral um, and most specifically as it has been used for herpes viruses as well. Okay, that tend to emerge when under stress. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure. We'll okay. Yeah. So if you're under stress uh, with everything going on and you have a herpes virus, then lysine is a good vitamin to have on. It's hand. a good thing to be on during sort of this time when stressors are very high. If you tend to break out okay. then orally or even genitally, it's, it's something to take on a regular basis then. Perfect. Thank you. Um, let's talk about detoxification. So we're putting all this good stuff in us from our vitamins. How can we get the bad stuff out of us? How can we increase our capacity to detox better? Great question. So I, th this is such a huge problem because, um, you know, the American diet, the medications that people are taking, um, it, it puts a burden on the liver. 
and the kidneys, of course. And when there's, I mean, even environmental, you know, if you're drinking water from the tap, if you are um, taking in all, you know, the pollution from the air, I mean, there are toxins that we encounter on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. And if our bodies, if our livers are not supported, um, if they're overwhelmed, you, first of all, you'll see it in your liver functions will be abnormal and elevated in your blood work. But you'll also, you know, it'll, it won't be able to sort of process all the toxins you take on a daily basis. So one of, like I was mentioning before about glutathione, it does tend to be one of the best um, detoxifying agents of all time. Now, mm. we can have depleted stores in our bodies, but we can also take in glutathione. Like I said, IV is the best way. And there's so many, um, you've heard of vitamin IV clinics that, you know, there's a lot of practitioners that do it. I do it in my practice as well. So that's one way, but there's also liposomal glutathione that is oral, that is actually goes into the cells quicker and easier than taking sort of like, um, a capsule or a tablet that that you have to swallow. So liposomal tends to be on um, the better. How do you spell that? So no one picks up the wrong thing. If they were to pick up a supplement. If they were, to, you mean for the glutathione? Yeah, or they just can't. You have to pick up the NEC. No, no. If you wanted straight glutathione to increase your your levels because you feel like you just need to sort of detox the liver a little bit better. You can get IV or the oral kind you want to get is like called liposomal glutathione. Okay. It's broken down a lot quicker in the body and the cells can utilize it a lot faster rather than taking a tablet per se. And that has to go through the whole digestive system and be broken down. Liposomal comes in liquid typically, and it gets easily absorbed right into the cells. Okay, so it's a liquid form. It is a liquid form, okay. yes. Okay, great. I just and you'll clarify. see a lot of lipos liposomal vitamins like B-complex or vitamin C, they tend to be absorbed much easier into the cells than taking um, a tablet per se compared to a capsule. Okay. All right. Yeah. Great. And then the, oh, can I just mention a couple of things that yeah. if you don't have um, any, there's no way that you can find glutathione or their liposomal isn't available. Um, there are a couple of different foods that you can, and even um, some spices that you can add to your food that would okay. help. Okay, great. So the first one would be pomegranate juice. And, you know, you can do, I think that they said this one study shows um, almost half of a liter of pomegranate juice or grape juice would be okay. to help boost glutathione. Cruciferous vegetables like broccoli, cabbage, things like that. So uh -huh. that will help boost it. Um, the seasonings or the spices would be rosemary, turmeric. And also things like milk, thistle, and ginkgo biloba were also found in this particular study. And then green foods, so like asparagus, avocado. Um, what else did they say here? Green beans, spinach, and cucumbers. Are you
Are you feeling down, lonely, fearful, and frustrated when it comes to dating? Have you had repetitive, toxic dates and relationships, but swear it will be better next time? Well, there's a reason you keep attracting the same type of partner, which we call same person, different face. It's called childhood trauma. Now, I know what you're thinking. Your childhood was pretty normal because that's what most people say. But research shows that 90% of us have had at least one to three of the 10 described childhood traumas. Do you want to find out what yours might be? Just go to rihannamilne.com and take the four free love quizzes. And while you're there, download the free ebook called Why Not Out of 10 People Struggle in Life and Love and What You Can Do About It. That's rihannamilne.com. And let's begin your journey to healing and personal transformation in life and love. Okay, that's an, a really good variety. Some people should be able to find something in that list that yeah, they like. Absolutely. And then lean protein would be also great. Can you give examples of what are the best proteins to eat? Well, I would say if you're going to chew, let's say beef or steak, you really want to have grass-fed beef. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going to do chicken, you really want the ones with no antibiotics, more of the natural chicken, the free range chicken. Okay. You want to just lean more towards that because you don't really want to be consuming those hormones and those toxins from foods like sure. that. Sure. And then for fish, all wild caught fish, not farmed. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I would also, um, yeah. And, you know, just farm raised is just not good for you. But you know, when you go into restaurants, you don't know until unless you ask. Yeah. So just be mindful of that. If you want a salmon from the restaurant or some kind of cod or whatever other fish, just ask them if it's wild or if it's farm raised and they'll tell you. Yeah. Great. Great tip. So let's talk about depression. Uh, We talked about vitamin D three, 5,000. Is there any other ways to help combat the depression? So also omega-3 fatty acids. So those are really essential for for brain health as well. Zinc, really important, and magnesium for depression. They Mm. also mentioned, and I'm sure we, we all know this, is that exercise, people that exercise compared to people that didn't exercise had less of a risk of depression lower levels of depression. So how long does someone have to exercise? Um, Let's see. Get the benefit. They, at least one hour Mm. per week. Per week. Okay. So that's not, That's not a lot. I mean, you know, that's, that's quick. If you break it up even to two 30 sets, you know, two 30 minute segments. Right. That would go quickly or every other day just to get out and walk 20 minutes, 25 minutes. If you can't go to your gym yet, just some kind of physical activity, right? Sure. Sure. Exactly. So, or even if you want to 15 minutes, if you don't really have that much time, 15 minutes, four times a week. Mm -hmm. I mean, that goes really quickly. Yeah. That would be great. It'll go by really fast. oh. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. That's okay. I've also read in my studies that meditation is very helpful for depression. Oh, yes. Meditation, for sure. Um, I think that there's a big misconception that people are like, I don't have time for that. But it doesn't really have to take long. You can even devote 
three to five minutes in the morning or um, before bedtime to just sit in, you know, in with the, you know, if you want the lights out and just sit in silence and um, just turn it all off. (laughs) My, My studies and my clients do 15 minutes a day in the morning because I've read that it has a positive effect on the body for eight to nine hours. And then it helps decrease um, depression, anxiety, cortisol levels, uh, blood pressure, mm-hmm. and increases dopamine and serotonin levels of the brain, which are our happy chemicals. So yes. if you can do meditation 15 minutes in the morning, it's really ideal to help those situations within your body and brain. We do a lot of that for our trauma work. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely true. It, it helps with, on so many levels. Yeah. There was one more thing about um, depression. So in 2019, there was a study done with 5,000 women over the course of 11 years um, where they saw that the Mediterranean diet and healthier um, mm-hmm. eating habits created a way lower risk of depression and their depression improved um, than compared to people that were not on that type of diet or didn't eat very well. Can you hit a few items on the Mediterranean diet so the listeners are clear? So, yes. So that would be fresh fish. That Mm -hmm. would be things like using olive oil in maybe your salads, um, particularly. um, You're not really frying things. You're grilling things. You're maybe even baking things. But everything is um, uh, not processed. It's all sort of, they're all whole foods, really fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, olives come to mind when you think of like um, Greek salads. Yes. Um, it's always just so, everything is so fresh and nothing's fried, nothing's coming from a can, nothing's coming from a box. It's really just all prepared, very fresh and very healthy, only using sort of like some olive oil, a little bit of lemon, things yeah. like that, not trying anything. Margaret, that's what I call the God diet. Eat what God provided early on. He didn't put (laughs) foods into a plastic bag and, you know, all this chemical food. You know, what did he, he put fish in the oceans and fruits and berries and nuts and, you know, lettuces coming up from the ground. So what is real? And I will usually say you can find those items on the perimeter of the grocery aisles, not on the inside part. That's where the dangerous stuff is. Right. So try to stick with organic, fresh, the God diet. What did God provide to you? And if you stick with those foods, you're going to be so much healthier and feel better and and much better off. Yeah. Yeah. Great. Let's talk about brain health a little bit. The numbers are skyrocketing more and more with Alzheimer's and dementia. There's a lot of baby boomers worried about this. Uh, What is bringing on the numbers? What are ways to help prevent this? So, you know, dementia and Alzheimer's disease, it's all about inflammation in the brain. And so where does inflammation come from to begin with? It's your diet. Um, it's sort of the number one thing, but there are also um, heavy metals, toxins that create inflammation as well. So when we're looking at trying to prevent Alzheimer's or dementia, we really want to look at what we're eating, um, if there are any digestive issues, um, correcting those, because that's inflammation is 
like one of the things that creates chronic illness. So mm -hmm. we want to be able to decrease inflammation in many ways. And so for brain health, what we wanted to look at is some things with foods, and we also wanted to look at some supplements. So Mediterranean diet, definitely number one. Um, foods with that are orange, yellow, you know, very colorful. Mm -hmm. We want to start consuming those, whether those are fruits, their vegetables, um, the multicolored peppers that are out there, um, and all of the different fruits that come in all these beautiful colors are also key. Um, mm -hmm. Omega-3 fatty acids, again, with feeding the brain, I think that's also very key. You know, I've thought about this before. Um, statins tend to lower cholesterol levels and so many people are on statins they rather than changing the diet a lot of people tend to just want to take a pill and so when you're decreasing your cholesterol levels i mean cholesterol is actually beneficial in general for hormone health and for brain health so when people are on um these statins like lipitor and and there's a there's a, a at least 10 different statins, yeah. um, it will decrease cholesterol. And I think that there's just, um, I have read studies that have said that there's just, you see more of these um, neurological issues due to statins. And so mm -hmm. let's just change our diet to begin with, rather than having to rely on medication that, and, right. you know, you're on that 20 or 30 years. I mean, who knows what can happen to your brain after so many years of being on something that's just all it's doing is like shutting down and closing down cholesterol levels. Now, granted, there are people out there that whose cholesterol levels are three or 400. Mm -hmm. They need, they need to bring it down at the same time as changing their diet. And once they maybe lose some weight, they can do, they can manage this on their own. Now, I heard just losing 10 pounds is really helpful to lower the bad cholesterol. Oh, yes, yes. Any little bit of weight loss definitely helps. But also there is a familial, um, you know, high cholesterol. So you have your parents or um, your grandparents have issues with their cholesterol. It is hereditary. And so there definitely is a portion of individuals out there that as much as they diet or are vegan can still have high cholesterol. And I would say, okay, so maybe we can add in something like Crestor at like a really low dose, like the five milligram, like how else can we help them if they're doing everything that they can? Yeah. So there are definitely people out there who have issues um, with their genes that they cannot sort of even through diet. Um, bring down their cholesterol. And I would say that they're not the majority out there. So the majority can easily do this through diet. Right. The, the benefit, everyone, for to going to a functional medicine doctor or nurse practitioner like Margaret, is they will look at everything else to do naturally for you first before putting you on a medication that has side effects that could be dangerous, oh, if not sure. now, over time. So you have to specifically look for functional medicine before you go to a doctor. I highly recommend it. I try to do everything natural. Even as a psychotherapist, I don't like antidepressant drugs or um, the anxiety medications. There's so many side effects and there's so many things we so can many. do natural 
to help you through these, met, you know, the mental health issues as well. So it's really important to try to do everything natural first for your body. It's better than going on, you know, the, the other psychotropic medications or, you know, pill form. If we can help it, let's do it naturally. And I just wanted to add one thing about the statin. Let's say whoever is listening right now, you're on a statin because due to hereditary and you've tried everything, you've changed your diet and you're thin and athletic. Um, I would definitely be on a CoQ10 um, supplement because um, there is a particular pathway that happens when you take a statin that it actually stops the um, formation of CoQ10 in your body, which actually oh, helps wow. and benefits your heart. So that, that whole pathway cannot happen when you're on a statin. So it's really important to take CoQ10 um, at, in the form of ubiquinol at either 100, at least 100 milligrams per day. I'm going to re-listen to this show and write all these down because there's a few <laughs> things I don't have. I have the CQ10, but I just buy the for the label. I don't know if it's that particular type that you're recommending. Right. It's the pure form. Okay. No, it's, it's a lot better for you. Great. I'm so appreciative of all these tips today. And the last topic we wanted to bring up was vaccines. What's the latest research on vaccines? I don't know if you know uh, what they're developing for COVID or for the the whole controversy with vaccine with children. I'm a grandma, five kids, you know, three of them, two and under. And um, my daughter and her husband are deathly afraid of doing vaccines. What is the latest coming okay. up in research there. So this, this is a very controversial topic. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that there's going to be people out there that after I say what I say will be upset. Um, vaccines. So first, let me, let's start with the COVID. Um, they want to roll out a vaccine to come out by the end of this year. Okay, yeah. Typically, vaccines take at least 18 months to be created and tested and then come out into the public. So the fact that they want to roll out a vaccine to be available by the end of this year is, it is not only probably the worst decision, but it's scary to think that um, there, there may be a line of people lined up just to get the vaccine. And... I think that people will become, will get very sick from Mm. this vaccine. It's vaccines stimulate the immune system. And um, more and more I'm hearing that, um, I mean, we've always known that there's been thimerosal, which is a form of mercury that that is in um, certain vaccines. We've known this for a long time. There are also... Um, preservatives that are in vaccines, especially all the ones that are given to children, aluminum being one. Mm. Aluminum is neurotoxic. It affects your brain function and it can cause um, children to have issues with their brain function, their cognition. Um, this is definitely known. It's, it's in research. There are so many children now that um, become not only very ill, but there are also deaths post-vaccine mm. that happen um, within just a couple of days, if not 24 hours after a given a vaccine. A perfectly healthy child 
dies so due to vaccines. It's so sad. Are they giving and, them too young in life? If they were older, would their bodies be able to handle it better? Are, have they looked at anything like that? I mean, of giving them the, so young. The number of vaccines that are given now compared to even 50 years ago is, I mean, so much more. And do you know the number, Margaret? How many vaccines are on the recommended panel that children should be oh, getting? Oh, oh, yes. Okay. So by the age of five, and this is only because I work at a clinic part-time and um, we people come in because they have to go to school and have all the vaccines up to date before they let them in. Mm-hmm. So um, a kindergartner, so five years old, yeah. will need to get um, – so. Um, DTP, um, at least um, two MMR, which is measles, mumps, rubella, um, varicella, um, Hib, which is um, Haemophilus influenza B. So at least there's the pneumovax. At least five to six, they're getting. And then as they go into grade school, and then it's more. And so when by the time they come to me, they've already had, and they're, let's say, in second or third grade, they've already had like four doses of um, diphtheria with pertussis, with tetanus. So that's like three right there in one single vaccine. So it's, it's just an insane amount. And I don't think we were giving our kids that amount when I was raising my children who are now 36 and 37. No. I thought there was like four shots, something right. like that. Right, right. What and is so, the cause for them bringing more and more shots and vaccine on, onto our kids? There's, I don't, I don't know, honestly, because okay. there's no real reason for it. There hasn't been a rise in, um, you know, there was like a little, um, was it a couple years ago with the measles outbreak, but um, then I never really heard about it again. I never saw it as an increase at the clinic. I never saw children coming in with measles. Right. So um, there was a study that just came out that said that children who have been vaccinated compared to children that were not vaccinated, mm-hmm. the children that were vaccinated had a higher incidence of eczema and asthma. So huh. that is, and, and, and this was by a pediatrician that said that children who were not vaccinated were a lot healthier in general compared to vaccinated. How about that? So it's just, it's this huge thing. New York just went through this huge um, ruling that um, you can no longer have religious exemptions for vaccines. Um, but I had I had friends who whose ch- child never was vaccinated, and she was um, what almost ten, and mm-hmm. was forced to get like I don't know, like ten vaccines Jeez. spread out into uh, you know a few days i mean it's just that's really horrible. scary it's really it's scary before. yeah it's, it's I, like I, our I, pharmaceutical companies are taking over and demanding what we put in our body and right. uh the more i'm reading about it as well because i love research like you do it's you know it, i'm not seeing anything positive 
<laughs> it's more right. and more negative results and studies and they're insisting on more and more vaccines. And I'm like, for what? What is really the purpose of putting all this into our little children's bodies? Exactly. Yeah. And even looking at um, when we compare COVID with the flu, you know, every everyone, there's a lot of deaths that happen every year that I, I don't think people are really aware of, of how many deaths happen due to the flu, vac- um, just to due to the flu. Now we have the flu vaccine and every year we come out sort of with a new sort of strains to predict which ones will be um, relevant for that season. So even despite the fact that we have the flu vaccine, people still die even more than COVID patients died you know, this is there, do you know the life. numbers of regular flu deaths? Is it similar oh, to what no, COVID it's, is? Um, there is there. It, I saw the whole, there's, there is a, um, the numbers due to from like the dates, how many these okay. past years, how many people died of the flu. I mean, if there, if, if we actually reported on a daily basis, how many people died of the flu? On TV, the way we did with COVID, people would be hysterical because wow. it, it's way more than what how many people died of COVID. It's way more, and it just gets worse. In the you know we have these seasons for the flu, but people still get the flu throughout the year, not just in the winter times and in the fall. I've never but, gotten the flu shot. I don't believe in it. What is your opinion of the flu shot? Is Can it be over time? I read some report or I might have seen it on a documentary about the flu shot contributing to Alzheimer's. And I'm like, whoa, I'm staying away from that. I, I just wanted to see if you learned of anything about the correlation. Well, you know, it does have these neurotoxins in them. And so these preservatives, which are no neurotoxins, aluminum by far is highly neurotoxic. So, and it's probably one of the things that a lot of people should just start getting tested. They, you should, everyone should just get some heavy metal testing, even in blood work. Um, do you so, do that type of test? Functional doctors will do that? Oh, yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, perfect. Heavy metal testing, mercury, lead, aluminum, cadmium. Okay. Really important because it can cause so much sequela, maybe not right now, um, but in later years. It just builds up and builds up. So, um, so the flu shot, what do I think about it? Well, I, don't, I work in an acute care setting, and I never get the flu shot. So <laughs> I just, you know, I do I, heavy vitamin supplementation during those times. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wear a mask. Even before COVID, I always wear a mask if I know someone has high fever or okay. cough. Um, so um, the flu vaccine, you know, with your Alzheimer's, I, I don't specifically remember that, but I don't doubt that because everyone knows that those preservatives are really bad for you. Okay. Good to know. Anything else you'd like to say in wrapping up? On these studies? Wow. Well, I know that a lot of people won't be happy about the vaccine talk, though it is real. I mean, um, you know, it, you know, there's also talks about vaccinations causing autism in children. Yes. And so, and I even think that you, we can see ADHD at times with, um, post vaccines. And since vaccines have been given even, right out of the womb 
they're given like hepatitis B and hepatitis B is for blood and bodily fluids, uh, fluids. Um, how, how is this child going to ever come in contact with um, blood and bodily fluids compared Can to some women who just deliver insist that their babies not have any vaccines at that time? I believe that you can. I believe okay. that you, can. you have to sign some kind of form to insist no shots. Yeah. Okay. Yes. But, you know, it's like it would scare you because they um, they sort of when they whisk your child away for a little bit, that gets concerning because the child should be already um, sort of breastfeeding. Initially, they shouldn't be whisked away. My daughter, Alexi, just delivered twins February 21st. She would not. Thank you. There was no whisking away. Good. She would not allow it. She would not Good. allow any vaccines. The babies were in with them 24-7. Her husband was in the room most of the time. So Lexi That's could sleep. He was watching the babies. Because they're like, there's no way anybody's taking my babies and putting vaccines into them without right. our knowledge. Right. So um, you can be insistent on you know what kind of care your child has. So for the moms and the pregnant moms out there, do your studies, learn as much as you can about this. You know, you're going to have to stand up and fight for your rights to protect your child. Um, it's still, as Margaret said, very controversial. So learn as yeah. much as you can. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Great, well, Margaret. I, you and know, you have a great gift, I think, for our, our listeners. Oh, yes. So in, so my practice in New York City, it is women's health. And um, the reason I created this gift was because I kept encountering so many women who were very um, um, success-driven and very successful CEOs of the company, worked for corporate, were at very high levels. And what I, the one thing I saw that was really missing in those women uh, I mean, their bodies were breaking down because of the high stress and, and the 24-7 of being in sort of like this masculine mode of like, go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, their bodies were breaking down. They sort of lost t- touch with their, their feminine side. So I created this gift. Um, it's called Owning Your Femininity, Six Steps to Embodying Your Sensual Self. Yay. I think it's really important to um, embrace that, embrace that beautiful part of um, being a woman and mm-hmm. um, owning it and not being in that masculine 24 seven. It is certainly necessary Perfect. when you're at work, but I think when you get home, it's just time to tap back in and um, turn off that masculine side. Okay. Where can they find that and more about you? So that will be marketromero.com forward slash gift. And then if you want to learn more about me, it's um, www.marketromero.com. Perfect. And if they don't live in New York where you are, certainly if you're in New York, please seek her out to get excellent functional medicine advice. But is there an organization or a place that they could find a functional doctor where they live? Because I have people all over the globe listening to the podcast. Is there sure, sure. an organization so, you recommend? So you can go into um, IFM, um, the Institute of Functional Medicine, and at the top of the page, it'll say, look for a provider. And so you can find one there. But there also are, depending on the state, a lot of functional medicine providers that will do um, video calls, phone discussions, as long as we're not sort of prescribing, which I normally 
wouldn't in my practice. Mm-hmm. Um, if we're giving you advice or reviewing labs and giving you advice on like what to eat or what to or supplements to take, then um, we can do that virtually. Okay. Perfect. I thank you so much for your time. This is so enlightening and so informative. I know my clients and listeners will just love it. So thank you very much. And we talk, we will talk again soon. Thank you for having me. All right. You're welcome. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye-bye. Okay. Love angels and transformers. That's all we have time for today. I really want to thank Margaret Romero for being our fabulous guest today. I know she shared a lot of valuable information that I hope will help you and those that you love. If you would, please do us a favor and give the show a five-star rating and your review what you liked about the show best. Also, you can hear the show on every podcast platform as well as my website, LessonsInLifeAndLove.com, and you can share the show from there and my app, Lessons in Life and Love on the go. You can hear it on iTunes as well as YouTube. If during the week you need help, remember to reach out to me at rihannamilm.com. And when you're there, get the free ebook, the take the free love test, and make sure you get the free book chapter downloads of my number one bestseller, Love Beyond Your Dreams, Break Free of Toxic Relationships to Have the Love You Deserve, and Live Beyond Your Dreams, From Fear and Doubt to Personal Power, Purpose, and Success. Because as always, I am here to help you create the life that you desire and to have the love that you deserve. Have a very beautiful, safe, and fabulous week. We want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Lessons in Life and Love with Coach Rihanna Milne. Go to RihannaMilne.com for more resources. If you're really ready to take action to improve your life or love situation, apply now for a session with Rihanna. And remember, it's time to have the life you desire and the love you deserve.